Welcome to an episode of Above the Game Podcast. Above the Game gives the listener an internal perspective of faith through the lens of sports. Above the Game will feature coaches and athletes from our communities all over Southeast Missouri and beyond, sharing how faith in Jesus Christ has impacted their lives within athletics. It will also give a platform for coaches and athletes to express their faith and connect on a spiritual and personal level with others in the field pursuing a relationship with Jesus Christ. This podcast will be available on different digital platforms. We're so thankful for another avenue to share the gospel, to lead every coach, every athlete into a growing relationship with Jesus Christ and his church. You can email us at above the game podcast at gmail.com. You can also follow us on Facebook, Above the Game Podcast. Also on Instagram and Twitter, at FCA Above the Game. Now, let's jump right into this next episode. And we're back on Above the Game. We have an overtime segment. Uh, your host, Vip, and Coach is with us. Coach, you there? I'm here. Hey, I'm how here. you doing? I'm fired up to be here. It's good. Time. It's good to be here this week again, and it feels like it's been a while. It has been a while since we've we've uh, been able to do uh, an overtime segment. And uh, yeah, getting getting our schedules connected has been tough. Yeah, yeah, it has. And I'm I'm ready to get back into <laughs> it. And we uh, we had Coach Brandon Blankenship from Risco um, on our our last episode, and uh, it was a phenomenal phenomenal episode and a lot of great things that was talked about and, and brought up. And um, we're going to take a couple segments of that, of that episode and just take it to overtime today and talk about uh, Jesus, talk about um, basketball, uh, a little bit about um, uh, from a perspective of coaching and focusing, refocusing. And so just excited about it. So coach, you ready? I'm ready. Let's All right, do it. let's do it. It's overtime. So on this first uh, soundbite, what we're going to listen to is Coach Blankenship brings up um, kind of the word of, of refocus or perspective change. And so we're going to play that, and then we just got a couple thoughts we want to throw at you. And uh, so let's get into it. Here it is. How do you feel like your faith has maybe helped you? Or, you know, where does that conflict maybe lie? Or... Right. I think it's, for me, I think it's easy to to lose focus, especially like during the season and to get distracted. Um, I feel like distraction is, is a, is a big thing because you're always worried about the next practice and the next mm-hmm. game and how to best prepare and how to best, you know, get, get the most out of, out of your guys and motivate them. And it's not that I like forget to go to church or anything like that, but it's, it's just, you know, sometimes it's the, it's the perspective, you know, yeah. sometimes you lose the, the perspective of, of why you're doing it, yeah. you know, when you're, when you're in the grind and when you're right in the yeah. middle of it, you know, and, and it's important to, to take a step back, you know, at, at times and just kind of recalibrate and just yeah. kind of check, you know, where, why you're doing what you're doing. Yeah. You know, so, uh, he brought out some really truthful, 
uh, thoughts, didn't he, Coach, when it comes to, you know, being in the middle of the season, maybe having to step back and refocus, reevaluate, reflect? Yeah, he did. I think, um, you know, because I know for me, like, there's four things that I feel like have to happen. you got to have some solitude, some time to just, you know, be quiet, time to pray, that second thing, uh, time to study, you know, read the Bible, and then some time for reflection. You know, and I, and I think what Coach was kind of hitting at is when you get into that season, even if you're trying to do those things, they get sped up. You know, we, we were just talking about before we went on air about how kids tend to get sped up and they turn it over, you know, and 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 they make turnovers or mistakes that they wouldn't normally make. Yeah. But all but since they got sped up, you know, they make bad decisions and then they they turn it over some. And uh, I think we can do that in our personal lives. Yeah. You know, we get distracted, as Coach said. We kind of get sped up. You know, right. we lose that. You know, that time to slow down, pray. You know, connect with God, study the Bible. What's God saying to me today? You know, and then a little reflection of what that means. And then when we do that, man, it's so easy to just, you know, for like since we're, you know, we're basketball coaches, but turn it over. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. That's good. And, um, you know, just, just along the same lines of what you were saying and same thing with coach Blankenship, when he brought out, you know, the next, the next game, the next, um, the next tournament, whatever, whatever the next big thing is as a team. And when we look into the scripture, you look into the word of God, you know, Jesus, I mean, we can we can relate to this as a coach, um, ministry life, um, but but Jesus continually and and often frequently had to step back and and find a place of prayer, find a place of solitude, find a place of just getting away to reconnect with the Father, and you know I, I think. You know, Jesus, even though he was God in the flesh, you know, and correct me if I'm wrong, coach, but I mean, it's one of those things where, you know, he, he was probably thinking about the next sermon or the next healing, right? Or the next next big crowd gathering, feed, feeding the, the thousands. But even in the midst of all of that, there are so many references to the word of God that he found himself secluding or isolating, getting away from the crowd and praying, refocusing, reflecting all those points that you just brought out, which are big time. Those are awesome. And, you know, just a couple of scripture references that I wrote down for this today was uh, Luke 5, Luke 5, verse 15 and 16. It says, but the good news about him spread even, uh, even more and large crowds would come together to hear him and to be healed of their sicknesses. And verse 16 says, yet he often withdrew to deserted places and prayed. You know, and and I've also I've I've often said about about Jesus, you know, just just the thought of he could have had the the, the biggest church in Jerusalem, right? He could have had a that, rocking yeah, church and yeah. just and, and just built built a a, a a huge temple just for him, and and he, he could have pastored the church and you know everything else, but he he didn't, right? Um, he he was he was moved by the by the spirit and led by the spirit wherever he went, and he would. You know, he, he would act accordingly. and But it's just phenomenal to me, and I, I could go off on that a lot, but it's phenomenal to me that, that, that even in the midst of that, he had to, and there was, I mean, that was just one scripture. I could read about 20 of them that dealt with him getting away, praying, reflecting, refocusing, listening to the Father, 
and then plugging himself back in. Yeah, and I think, you know, what you hit on, we forget sometimes that uh, human side of Jesus, you know, and we're like, like he knew that he had to, like he had to like get that time away to, you know, to refocus, yeah. you know, like you said, if he had to do it, we clearly had to do it. Yeah. So it's making me thinking, you know, in the chosen season two and in, in episode two, Jesus is talking to, uh, Oh, I think it's Philip. Um, but they bring up something about him and John the Baptist, John right. the baptizer. They, they call him in there. Like you guys are, you guys are trying to like have a death wish. Like you guys are trying to get killed. Yeah. And it, now of course it's the chosen and they're trying to make that human side, but Jesus says, well, yeah, I don't want to talk. I'll talk to you later about that. Like I'm still, I'm still working through that. Still like figuring some things out, you know. And I think that for me, like when he said that, it just hit that human side of like we just kind of think that for Jesus, I don't want to say we thought it was easy, but like oh, he was Jesus, so he just did it. Yeah, right, right. You know, but like he was, he was human. He was in the flesh. <clears throat> yes, like that human side. Yeah, and and I and I think that's what we that's that's why he's so. That's why, you know, Christianity is so different than every other religion. Yeah. It's what I feel separates it, you know, is, is he's our savior and because he was human and God at the same time. You know, and, and if he did something from a human standpoint to refocus, we definitely would jump on board to do that. And I think Coach Blankenship was doing a great job of pointing that out. He really, really was. And it relates, too. And I know you as a coach and, you know, when I was coaching, I mean, there when you're in the middle of the season and you, you are focused and – and I know he said something about you know, the distractions. That was another thing in there too, um, that we could hit on at another point because there are distractions. There, there are so many distractions in life. Um, you, you know that that want to pull you this way and that. You know, people's words, uh, conversations, just just different things. But um, if we remain focused on Him, um, easier said than done, right? Um, but but it's it's so important to to just what we've been talking about, just kind of get away. You got to have that, that place. You got to have that, um, that time where it's just you, it's the word of God, it's scripture reading, it's him, it's talking, it's communicating, it's in his presence, it's worshiping. Um, it's like, it's a must, right? I think so. Yeah. You know, and I think it gives us a chance too to be human and, you know, and, and talk to God, you know, tell him like, Hey, this is what I really want to have happen. I don't know if this is what should happen. This is yeah. my human side. I really want this to happen. I know maybe I'm being selfish, but just verbalizing our, yeah. our thoughts and emotions to God. Um, <clears throat> you know, I thought, you know, you know David's considered, you know, man after God's heart. And sometimes I read Psalms and I, I'm just always amazed at how, you know, he praises God in there. Yeah. But then there's a lot of times he's just like, God, where are you? Yeah. Like, God, I feel like you've left me. Yeah. Like, you know. And if he's saying that, you know, he's verbalizing his thoughts. I feel like that's so important for us. Yeah, I love the Psalms, man. I love David's life. <laughs> I mean, just it's the good, the bad, the ugly, and you get to relate to it in so many ways. But, um, man, let, let's move, Coach. Let's move into this second soundbite and and just look at this uh, second overtime right here. Okay, you ready? Sounds good. So, so before I play it, um, we had asked Coach. Um, I think you know what what is the Lord speaking to you right now, or what? You know what? What's the Lord sharing to your heart? And I think this is this is the way He took it here. So here we go. Titus two six through eight. Paul's writing to Titus. Likewise, urge the younger men to be self-controlled. Show yourself in all respects to be a model of good works. In your teaching, show integrity, dignity, and sound speech that cannot be condemned, so that 
an opponent may be put to shame having nothing evil to say about us. Mm. Good. And I just I want that to be what my coaching reflects to yeah. to these young men. Yeah. I mean that's Love that. that's the for me that's the goal for for coaching, you know, to to show them how to be self-controlled mm-hmm. and show them how to be um respectful and how to, you know, do good works and walk with integrity and dignity. Yeah. You demonstrate that on a daily basis. Yeah. That's, that's that's great. Yeah. I see that down just and you can even see it like when you look out the kids the way they're acting, you know, they're feeding off your leadership, you know, with how they're responding and how they're, you know, they're addressing things. And that's Coach, you said feeding off your leadership. What what you got about that? Yeah, I think uh you know, and and kids are always gonna do their own thing, make mistakes or whatever, but I think you know, and, and maybe sometimes that even, you know, happens later in life. But <clears throat> as a coach, you know, I feel like they're going to take, and they're going to learn so much from how you, uh, um, how you handle situations. You yeah. Know, adversity, you know, all that stuff. Uh, that's what, uh, <clears throat> I'm sorry, but, um, you know, and, uh, you know, you can, and I felt like, you know, when I watched them practice, you know, you see they were feeding off of what he was, you know, his energy you know, what he was trying to do, like right. how he was handling things. And I think uh, for me at that moment, it's just important to point out that like, I just think you know, your kids are going to always feed off how you handle the bad times, how you yeah. handle the good times, all those situations. Yeah. And I think a little bit after that segment, he was talking about kind of just the bigger picture as to why he does what he does. Right. And, and, and there is, you know, it's above the game. That's, that's why we brought him on um, as far as his coaching perspective and everything else and how he lives but what he was reading was all about character. It's all about how we apply the word of God to our life. And, you know, even as us as coaches um, that, that are involved in the athletic world, you know, we, we have an opportunity, and this is why we do what we do here on Above the Game, because we have an opportunity to talk about basketball, football, you know, whatever the sport may be, um, but there is a bigger picture to it. You know, there's a higher perspective to what, um, what we most of us do on a daily basis, yeah, we may coach a sport, you know, lay down the X's and O's, put our put our players, put our put our guys and girls in a position to win the ball game. But at the end of the day, um, what what are we teaching? What are we developing on the inside of them that's going to be long lasting, um, well after the season, well after the last game that you coach them, um, and it's all about character development, right? Yeah, that's good. That is that hits the nail on the head right yeah. there and drives it home. Yeah, that is exactly the point of above the game. You know, and and one of the things about uh, character development, I wrote this down. And I don't remember where I where I picked this up at, but uh, skill, skill, and gifting will get you in the room. It'll get you on the team, right? But your character is going to let you remain in that room or remain on that team. You know, I I can reflect. You know, I can go down memory lane. And, and think about all the times that um, maybe I, I messed up simply because it was a character flaw in my life. And it, it had consequences, right? Um, you know, there's so many athletes. You can look at it you know, on the professional level. You know, you know these, these young men are getting to this place and they're, they're, they're making all this money and they're doing, you know, accomplishing very, very amazing things on, on the field, um, on the court. But but their character sometimes is is not where it needs to be, and they don't remain there very long. And I, I think that's at the end of the day, as a coach, um, we got to ask ourselves: Are we are we developing character within our players? 
And then the reality is everybody's got character. Yeah. Just what is that character going to be? And, That's good. You know, and, and when I think about what you were saying too, is, you know, that skill and, you know, and talent, gets you know, success will happen at first. Yeah. But I, I'm still convinced I've thought this you know, my whole life. Like the real challenge is things didn't go well. Things didn't go the way you wanted. Now how you responded. You know, yeah. We would always tell our kids like your true character and who you are, like, when you don't get what you want and how you react to that, that's who you are. Yo, that's, that's good. That, that is really like, that's where you're at. <clears throat> you know, it's, you know, if things are going the way you want, everybody's a good kid. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm good. Like, that's fine. But when they don't, <clears throat> and I think that's what, you know, that quote kind of hit. If you're going to have sustained, you know, sustained success or, or laugh at a place, what am I going to do when things don't go well? And how am I going to handle that? Yeah. How, uh, how am I responding I'm, to it? Right. Yeah. Yeah, because it's that's that's when you get punched. You know, when you get punched, you know, not to quote Rocky from <laughs> Come on. one of his movies, but yeah. you know, I think it was the last one. But you know, it's not how you know it's how hard you can punch. It's how hard you can get punched to get back up. Yeah, you know, and and it, and it is right, but it was just it was a great little like you know, uh, you know, um, talk that he gave. But of that yeah. thing that stuck out was just like you know, how hard can you get punched and get back up and get back? And, and I really felt that that's your definition of character. Yeah. Yeah. Coach, I want to, I want to end with, um, I want to read that same scripture that he, he read. Okay. I'm going to read it in, in what's called the passion translation. And then we'll kind of wrap okay. up, wrap up the overtime. Um, but it says this and it's, it's Titus two and it's verse six. It says, likewise, God, the younger men to the living disciplined lives for Christ. And verse seven, above all, set yourself apart as a model of a life nobly lived with dignity Demonstrate integrity in all that you teach. Bring a clear, wholesome message that cannot be condemned, and then your critics will be embarrassed with nothing bad to say about you. You know, <laughs> you know, when we we live our lives as one um, to please God, right? Please God in everything that we do. Please the Lord in everything that we say. Now, are we going to make mistakes? Yeah, yeah, it's it's going to happen. Um, but but the great thing about that is, as we are pursuing um, pleasing the Lord, everyone around us is going to be affected by that. You know, so as a coach, um, as a leader, as a player, as an athlete, when we set our heart upon the things of the Lord, ultimately, we're because what you said, you know, there's going to be an impact. Our lives are going to make an impact one way or the other, right? It's either going to be a positive impact, it's going to be a good impact, or it's going to be negative. But we, but the the awesome thing about that is, is we get to choose that impact. And I sure. think, I think, as we choose the Word of the Lord, as we choose Christ, um, as we choose integrity, dignity, some of these words that are in this scripture that Coach Blankenship brought out, which are powerful. Because ultimately, at the end of the day, we're not just coaching the game at that point, man. We're coaching um, men, you know, lives. And we're developing young men, young young women. So that's all that's I got today, good. Coach. What, what you, you got any I final thoughts? It. No, I love that. Awesome. That was good. That was awesome. Well, hey, um, we got some things coming up, and I, I figured we should start sharing that now. Um, okay. just to kind of get that out, we would love to invite, uh, all of our coaches, 
uh, that that follow above the game podcast. Um, we got January seventh. We got our prayer breakfast. It's in uh, at Connect Connection Point Church, right, yeah, Coach? Connection Point Church yeah. there in Jackson, eight a.m. on that Saturday morning. Yeah, and we then anybody any level bring your whole family. If you want your wife to come? You got you know if you need to bring your kids. That'd be awesome. Uh, bring them. We're gonna you know talk about prayer. Gonna feed you number one. Yeah, have some pancakes, some <laughs> eggs, sausage, bacon. Uh, have a good breakfast. Talk about prayer. Have hear a devotion from a coach, and then and then be prayed over, which, which I think is gonna be a great morning. Yeah, it's gonna be great. So. We'd love to connect with you. Love to build uh, some relationship with you. Just support you any way we can. Um, so, hope you enjoyed this. Until next week, God bless you, and we'll talk to you soon. Thank you for connecting today on Above the Game podcast. We pray that you was able to hear something and maybe have a takeaway and add it to your game. These podcasts will be available on multiple digital platforms. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Buzzsprout, and many more. We're so thankful that you were able to connect with us as we simply use this as another avenue to share the gospel, to lead every coach and every athlete into a growing relationship with Jesus Christ. You can contact us once again through email, podcast at gmail.com. You can also follow us on Facebook and also our Instagram and Twitter account at FCA above the game. Thank you so much until next week. God bless.